morning, everyone. How are you? You nice and toasty? It was pretty chilly this morning. I was telling the first service, it's like, gosh, it's either hot, too hot or it's too cold. And I think we're a lot like the Goldilocks syndrome right there. It's like, oh, we can't get it right. But it is great to have you guys here this morning, and what an honor to be up here to speak to you. I'm really excited about what I'm going to be talking about because it was something that God showed me uh, about a month ago and um, didn't realize that I was going to be speaking so soon. So I'm really excited to get to share this through this series of uh, our core values and such. But um, I want to talk today about intentionality in ministry But first, let's talk just in general about the things that you are intentional about. I think we all can say that there are things in life that we are definitely intentional about doing, things that we we have purpose behind what we do. And for me personally, uh, something that's really intentional in my life is my family. I am extremely intentional about the time and the uh, just the ability to to be close to them. And and the reason being is growing up, I grew up with a lot of bitter pastor's kids uh, at the high school that I went to. And time and time again in that Christian school, I would hear these kids talk about, you know, I say kids, my friends, my friends talk about, you know, I just, it's hard to be in ministry because it's like, I never see my parents or I have a, you know, something going on and, you know, it, it, it's not a big deal because, you know, something else is going on at the church or, you know, it's just a very, you could just tell there's a little bit of a rub there. And I remember thinking, man, I'm not going in ministry, that's for sure. <laughs> and then I remember, you know, just thinking how important I felt like it was going to be to put family first. And so I was very, then when God did call us to ministry, you know, I just, I was like, okay, God, you got to, we got to figure this out. And so that was something that I was very intentional about. Something a little more practical that I like to be intentional about is at least once a month, I like to burn supper because we live so close to Mikasa. How many of you guys have been to Mikasa? Mexican restaurant, yes. It is like the second dinner table for us. So every now and then I will add a little extra of an ingredient or forget something, or maybe I'll just let it simmer a little too long and oops, there goes the smoke alarm. Time to go to Mikasa. <laughs> yes, see, that's right. So, but yeah, we, we love it there. But, you know, just in, in our friendships and our relationships, it's just super important to have that element that drives us to do our best, things that drive us with purpose. And I think that's important in ministry. Today we're talking about intentionality in ministry. And when I say ministry, I mean serving. You know, it's not something we just do up here or on a Sunday morning. You are the church. You are the people that serve. And I think it's important to see how we need to be intentional about serving in ministry. And a story I want to share about that is is about a month ago, uh, the staff, we were all just talking and dreaming about the next box that we were going to build to contain the church. And, you know, we were getting excited and true Ross style, you know, it's not enough to just talk about it. We got to all get up from the table, go upstairs and go outside and look at it, even though it doesn't exist yet. We just, we got to envision it. So, you know, as we're talking and, and, and we're just, you know, getting, getting a vision, a dream for what could be a reality very soon at that point, um, you know, then it's like the reality of, oh my goodness, we're going to need more people to serve. 
oh my goodness, financially, this is going to be a heavy load to carry. And also, you know, as you all know, anytime you put your, your time, your blood, sweat, and tears into something, it does take a toll on you physically and emotionally, the way you lead your families, the way you lead your lives personally. And you have to think of that element. How is this going to affect us you know, emotionally as leaders. And so as we're climbing the steps to go outside and just the reality that this could happen, you know, I just thought, okay, how is intentionality and in ministry modeled? You know, how do we get this right? How does this look? And I'm sure for you, there's been times in your life where it's like, you know, I want to do something. I want, you know, I have a stirring for more than what's right now in front of me. But I just, where does it fit? Where does it go? Where do I put it? You know, how do I know if this is something that's just me or is this God? I mean, if I look at everything in front of me, it's just there's no way I can just add this to my life. And that's, that's realistic. We all think that way. That's very much where most of us are. But there's that stirring on the inside that it's like, oh, I know there's more. There's something I just don't know how to be intentional with it. So I want to look at a passage of scripture today that just really hit me as I was walking those stairs about a month ago. And I just thought it was really neat. So if you guys could open your Bibles or look on your phones to Luke chapter 9 in verse 10. I'm going to read that. We're going to read that together. And I had a funny, uh, what I said to the first service <laughs> is... You know, most of you heard this story about the feeding of the fish and bread and the loaves of fish, I'm sorry, the loaves of bread and the fish and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, right now I'm doing a 60-day uh, turnaround where it's just a cleaner way of eating and all that to rid your body of toxins. And, you know, I think about the Bible, how many times we have pulled good uh, good eating habits, good um, eat, eating lifestyles out of the Bible, like you've heard of the Daniel Fast. I still am stuck on the one. I thought there was another one where it was just like, I don't know, fruits and vegetables. I don't know. But anyway, I'm very close to the Daniel fast. But, you know, I'm just grateful that somebody didn't get too biblical and say, hey, let's do fish and bread. And I'm going to live on that for like 60 days and be very spiritual because that would just gross me out. That's just disgusting. I would be looking for the Kerrygold butter and the, the tartar sauce. <laughs> so anyway, okay, verse 10. It says, And the apostles, when they had returned, told him all that they had done. Then he took them and went aside privately into a deserted place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. But when they, the multitudes knew it, they followed him. And he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. When the day began to wear away, the twelve came and said to him, Send the multitude away, what they, that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go and buy food for all these people. There was no BJ's around, no Sam's Club. This was going to be tough. So he said, make them sit down in groups of 50. And they did so and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them, gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. So they all ate and were filled 
and the 12 baskets of the leftover fragments were taken up by them. Jesus, right now, I thank you for this story that some of us have heard multiple times. But God, I thank you for revealing to us what this looks like, not just in food, but what does this look like when we serve others? Bless this word, God. I pray that I would just speak what you want to share with your people. In Jesus' name. All right. Well, let's look at the first thing here. If we were to break this down, the first thing I I notice here is meeting the needs of others. It says, when the day began to wear away, the 12 came and said to him, send the multitude away that they may go into the surrounding towns and countries and lodge and get provisions. For we in a deserted place, that sounds right. I mean, these, the disciples are very aware of the situation around them. This kind of stuff. I mean, they, they, weren't, they weren't oblivious to the fact that these poor people are hungry. They're tired. Good ministry is happening. But we are very aware of what's going on. We need to be considerate of them and send them away so they can get something to eat before they get hangry and start a mob. <laughs> But Jesus said, you give them something to eat. See, the disciples were observing their need, but they weren't meeting their need. Intentionality goes beyond observing a need to actually meeting that need. And you know, in the church, we're really good, and myself included, we're really good at observing what needs done, how we need to do ministry, what kind of things we need to take a stand for in our culture, in our communities, things that are just hot topics of the day that definitely need dealt with. We definitely observe that. We definitely are aware of that. But how are we meeting that need? It is super important that we, we see the need and we do something about it. Trusting God that, that he can do beyond what we see, something supernatural. We're not going to be enough to make that happen. That is totally him. But we need to offer what we have to him. It says, I put here, I think the disciples expected Jesus to send the people home when they made him aware of the situation. But Jesus had a new normal that looked more to the miraculous than the obvious. We need to develop this new normal because needs are met best when we first go into ministry opportunities with obedience and not resources. And I think that's important because our obedience is what propels whatever resources we have to go beyond us. You know, if, if you were to tell me, you know, that I was going to be doing this years ago, I would have laughed because it wasn't on my radar. And I'll share more of that later uh, with my last story. But, you know, I was really focused on just observing what the needs were and just observing what I had. But it goes beyond that. It's supernatural. God is huge, and you are not. (laughs) And it takes him being more than what you could ever be. And the other thing, the second thing I see here in verse 16 is seeing both the vertical and horizontal. And this is modeled, if we look at uh, verse 16, it says, Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them and gave the disciples Uh, gave to set before the disciples to the multitude so see we see this vertical thing happening where they he's in connection with with God Jesus knows that this is important 
but this has to come too. It's a partnership. And I think it can be somewhat empty calories, if you will, if we are just doing this and we're just, you know, I mean, it's good stuff. It's, it's amazing. We're being the hands and feet of Jesus. And there's seasons where it is a lot of that. But what's important is this does not get overlooked or just, it just doesn't get done like it should because this taking place is what is going to help this as we serve others. And I've seen many churches where, you know, revival is important and it's good. And we should be in those seasons of revival, just a refreshing of our spirit and coming to the altar and seeking more of who God is. That is awesome. And on the other side, so is serving. And there's a crisis in your community or there's something going on uh, the church needs or the community needs. And you're just, you're, you're going to meet that need. That is so important. But if you can't do both of those, you know, this, you can just become a consumer and not a contributor. And we talk about that in Most Essentials class, but it's so important to have both. Um, when both takes place, that partnership happens. And your vertical relationship is what's going to empower your horizontal ministry. Because one without the other it's just not going to get you very far. There's an empowering that takes place when you have both. And I love how Jesus, he took the time to model that intentionality. He could have easily just started handing out the bread and, and the fish. But he chose to bless it first and to seek God first. And I love that. That is such a great model for us. And then also in, that first, in, the, in the same verse, I also think... That small things become big when you're intentional. You know, when, when, when you're doing something small, it actually, the intentionality behind it is huge. You know, I, I don't know, you can kind of look, if you're looking through like, I don't know, this is a good example, kind of like a small hole, and at the end it just kind of goes out, it fans out. So I'm not telling you guys, hey, add more stuff to your plate because that's how we serve. I'm not saying that. I'm saying those small things, maybe the things you're overlooking, the things that are just simple. I had a, a woman this morning share, you know, that really blessed her because something that someone else was doing in her life by being intentional was bringing her to church every Sunday because she couldn't. She literally could not drive herself to church. But the intentionality of that family that says, you know what, I'm just, this, this is important and I want to serve you. And that meant something to her. And I can't tell you the joy on her face this morning. It was just beautiful because she, it just, that's where she was. So it says he took uh, the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them. It wasn't the amount that was brought. It's that it was blessed. You're never going to be enough. I'm never going to be enough. Sometimes we try and take what's impossible and we make it possible in our, own, in our own lives. And we completely cut out the supernatural. We completely cut out the miracle of God just saying, look, I made you to not be enough. But with me, all things are possible. But you need to, you need to be okay with that. You need to be okay with the fact that you're not enough. Allow ministry to be bigger than you. And oh my goodness, just, so, just since I've started working in the kids' ministry this time last year, 
you know, here I am, I'm all excited, you know, to serve, and there's things I know how to do, and there's things I don't know how to do. Guys, it was so bad, I didn't even know how to operate a computer. I mean, I've been raising kids, you know, this whole time, and, and, and poor Brian, he was trying to upload a sugar sink program or something, and he's like, okay, just open up your browser, and I'm like, what is a browser? All right, you know what? I need to go clean. So did I not keep the kitchen looking spotless the first few months that I worked here? Because I know how to clean. I do not know how to use a computer. But you know, over time, you just allow ministry to be bigger than you. You just say, you know what? I'm going to be available. You know, there's things that I know how to manage. There's things I know how to do. But there are some things and many things that I do not, I'm not capable. I don't know in that moment how to do. But it's when God just breathed into my heart, allow this to be bigger than you. If you try and manage this, or if you try and only serve people in your own capacity, it's it's gonna, you'll have what it takes, but it's not gonna be enough for what you're capable of doing. It takes you way beyond what's right in the moment. So in this passage, I see that uh, they ate and they were filled, and there was leftovers. So the situation went from not enough to having too much, and that's just like God to always one-up us. You know, it's like, you know what, I'm not just going to give you enough, I'm going to have leftover. You know, and so that leftover, you know, I was, I was joking, I'm like, I wonder what they did with all that stinky fish, all that bread. Ugh. I would take the bread, and I'd be okay with that, that, that fish, woo. Mm -mm. But I love that. I love that God has given us practical ways, intentional ways to serve others. And I want to close with this, this uh, story of my own life. You know, I look at ministry. You can be in ministry. And I was, I was being in ministry. And you can be intentional in ministry. And it's not that you have more to do once you cross the line into intentionality. It's just you have purpose behind what you're doing. You're looking more to these things of meeting the need, allowing small things to become big, and having a horizontal and vertical ministry partnership. But early on, I felt very supportive, you know, to Ross in ministry. You know, I love my family. I wanted to protect the family, give him all my support, give time when I had it, you know, give resources when they were there. But that's all it was for me. It was all about me, what worked in my little world, how it added to my schedule. God, I'll take care of the fish that's in my hand. I'm okay with that. This fish right here in in the bread, this is what's in my hand. I can deal with this. I can do this. I can be in ministry. God has a whole crowd of people around you that deserves your intentionality and ministry that goes beyond what's in your hands, beyond the resources that you can hold on to. And it is scary. And sometimes you just feel like, well, I don't know. Have I bit off more than I can chew? But I want to tell you something, that regrets come at a higher price than sacrifices and uncertainty will ever cost you. 
I'm ashamed to say that it took me 40 years to figure this out. I mean, I, I've always loved ministry. You know, I've always tried, we've always tried to balance church and family and all that good stuff. But the burden of having to do that myself just left. Because you know what? It's worth sacrificing and it's worth the uncertainties to let go of the regret. Five years ago, I started a journey of going to the school of ministry, not even knowing other than just being obedient. You know, my resources were depleted. I had five kids and him. <laughs> I was depleted. But there was a stirring, and that's what I want to bring it back to. You'll know. You will feel that stirring. It just doesn't go away. It's just, even if it's just a small, you just know there's something more that's turning in your heart that God has for you. But, you know, I, I finally was obedient. I started going to the school of ministry, taking my classes. Here I am with an infant, you know, probably throw up on my T-shirt, blue jean, uh, jean skirt, and flip-flops. And they go around the room and they want to know, you know, why are you here? And I'm thinking, I don't have a clue except that I'm just being obedient to God, which sounds really spiritual. But in all honesty, you know, I just... And you know what? Some of those classes kicked my butt. Some of those classes, oh my gosh, just trying to make time and still be a nice person for the rest of the family. Man, it was just, it was hard. But I, mm, the growth that you guys are going to experience through uncertainty and sacrifices is going to, I mean, that's the empowerment, guys. I mean, it just will take you farther than you'll ever realize. It is so worth it. And if anything else, I'm just up here to testify. Take that step. Take that risk. Be intentional in ministry and see what God's going to do in your lives. See the touch that people get because you took something small and he made it big. Jesus, right now, I thank you for this time. Lord, as you've already begun the stirring, God, just be faithful to continue it, God. Allow them to not feel condemnation or feel like they have to add one more thing to their plate or that, you know, just no condemnation for serving. And I don't want them to feel like they have to have it all together in order to serve because they, they're just, you know, not polished enough or they, you know, if people really knew my story, they, I wouldn't be doing this. But Lord, meet them at their need. Jesus, meet them at their need and allow them to just not live in regret, but to live in fulfillment because out of fulfillment, there's always leftover. God, you have more than we even know from the little that we had to give. And I thank you for this time together, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Fuel for the Journey. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.